Ladies and gentlemen, we are LWAFLMOYT. You can find us on Twitter, LWAFLMOYT. You can find our great YouTube channel, LWAFLMOYT. We're on Facebook as Let's Watch Full Length Movie on YouTube. We stream first every Sunday at 2 p.m. on mutinyradio.fm. We only have one product placement today, and that is please donate to the theater, uh, to the space at Venmo with at Mutiny Radio is our uh, uh, Venmo account. We are going to watch this movie, and uh, we also recommend, why don't you subscribe to our podcast, LWFLMOYT. Why do you think I've been saying LWFLMOYT? Because I just want you to subscribe. God damn it. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, very excited uh, to have in person, not oh, by Wait, wait Mike, I must let robots. the audience yes, know. Sir. I'm, I must let the audience know. The channel we like is called Universal Galaxy Pictures, okay? It must be that oh, one. yes. So the Prisoner this of Zenda, very controversial. 19, the Prisoner of Zenda, 1979 Adventure, and then choose Universal Galaxy Pictures. Slide that buff. Uh, it pause. Yeah, zero 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 is where you want to be. Okay, yeah, move that slider back, and I'm going to subscribe to Universal Galaxy Pictures. And Carl, I'll be honest with you, they have a really good lineup. I'm going yeah. to probably pick a movie from there again. So uh, we are going to do this countdown, not us. We're very excited to have here in the studio our very special guest. He is the countdown king, the maestro of the descending numerals, Mr. Sunday Afternoon, Carl Mancrush. Great to have him here. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to Brumbaugh. <laughs> One other thing, a final thing, Paul Brumbaugh. Hi, Paul. Hey, guys. How's it going, Mike? How's it going, Carl? Bueno. Right. I added a couple more things to your introduction. Did you notice? <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. I liked it. Well, very cool. Absolutely. We are ready for you to kick off this countdown. All right. I'm really excited. It's a Peter Sellers movie. Love Peter Sellers. All right, guys. Here we go. You know the, you know the drill. Do it at home. Uh, wash your hands. Let's put your finger your over hands. that little triangle. Let's keep it hovering, and let's do this thing in three Two, one, go. We are created by the music of song. Henry Mancini. Right off the bat. I want to hear the Universal theme song. I'm sorry. This is a Universal movie. <laughs> 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 oh shit, giant letters are covering the earth. Da, 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 da. But covering the earth in this movie is a hot air balloon. By the way, we hope you're watching this movie with us at the same time as listening to this podcast. There's no there's no reason not to do the other thing. Eh? Peter Sellers and Peter Sellers get top billing. Right. Do you think uh Peter do you think Peter Sellers' ego was hurt when Peter Sellers got the top listing? <laughs> yeah, really. Be at Peter Sellers. And that yeah. is Peter Sellers in the balloon. Uh, he is playing the part of King Rudolph the Fourth. Ooh, I've never seen a Prisoner of Zenda movie. Oh, really? There are many of them. Yeah. I know this there. one. But this one is the only yeah, his, one that's uh, a comedy. Well, by this point, I mean, this movie came out in 1979, 1980. I don't think people were like, oh, I hope they remake Prisoner of Zenda. Yeah. That was 1932's greatest film. You see how it's that 1970s style of writing the text, the font, 
It's like the um, yeah the paper chase or <laughs> what was that magazine? Oh, uh, Playboy in the seventies. <laughs> High five. Hustler. Uh, oh, uh, the, is it the New Yorker? Uh, yeah, the the, the Saturday Evening Post, I think. It had that font. It oh, yes. It was 70s. Yeah, like, like Collier's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't do anything. But it's a pretty view. It's a nice castle. Now, it's his 90th birthday, and he wants to see all of his ca- kingdom from a hot air balloon. And so that's what we're up to. And that is Peter Sellers. Yes. He was probably such a prick. They were like, just go in a balloon for the rest of this movie. <laughs> Actually, there's all uh, sorts Palm of stories is... about what a prick he was on set, especially fighting with his wife. Yeah, because Paul mentioned it's Elkie Summers, right? Mm-hmm. They were still married. She was see the, the official HBO... um, widow, the last wife. Oh, right, because he had another wife, too. He And then cheated with uh, Elkie. Mm-hmm. With, on, uh, I know this. I saw the HBO made for HBO movie The Life and Death of Peter Sellers with Jeffrey Rush. Great film. Yeah, it's not bad. It's a little inside baseball, but he is a prick. I mean, he's an interesting guy in that respect. Yes. Down he goes. So he was popping a uh, champagne cork to celebrate, and yeah, yeah, he popped a hole in his balloon. Classic. Hey, did we ever do this movie? Because I do remember the beginning of this film. Maybe you saw it. I saw it when I was a kid. I remember as a kid, it was like, why would he be dressed as Ming the Merciless in 1979? It just did not make any sense. Like, it's such an anachronism. Because he made Being There in 1980. That was like, and this movie came out actually posthumously, right? Wasn't yeah, he dead this when this came, came out? This was made, started, they started to make it like it was announced in 76. They didn't get there till 79. It came out just before Being There. Now, this is pretty oh, funny. So it was out before he died. Yes, it was made before he yeah. died, yes. <laughs> but I meant even released because wasn't being there yeah. released after he died? I think yes, right, Mike? I, you know, I know he passed away, like, either before the, it was released or, like, shortly thereafter. Because he did promotion. I, I've seen uh, the Criterion collection of... Uh, being there has TV footage of him being interviewed, and it's really interesting. Now, so this I think is he his son. Thereafter. Okay, so you saw that the balloon broke and he fell into the well, right? And his son makes right. the joke, my father was not a well man, and they all go, oh, ho, 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 ho. Yeah, that joke is well-trodden. You're right. So did you hear about the three holes in the ground? No. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. <laughs> okay, so. Oh. This is the son of the king, but it is not the son who will become the king. Okay? The son who will become okay. the king is um, Rudolph V, and he's a bit of a ne'er-to-do-well. Okay? He likes to gamble. He doesn't care about affairs of state. He's a cad. He has a funny lisp, and oh, so, so he's 
He's a never-do-well. Yes. And he is not um, appropriate to be heir to the throne in his brother's opinion. So his brother has now sent this guy off to kill him. Interesting. What a prick. So he's pretending to be a cabbie and waiting for the king. Now, I'll have to play some audio because his lisp is a, like a big comedic point of this film. Okay. Okay. It lists the movie. Here he is at the roulette table. By the way, his uh, accent is this in the top ten movie list. What's that? If you ever check the records, his his dialect, his cadence, may hit as considered one of the top ten movie made the top ten movie list. It's well done. He Peter Sellers well acts this whole film, and the key, the King of Spain had a lisp, and that's how that accent came about in Spain. The one where where s's are like a lisp. It was an affect that oh, everyone wow. adopted. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Two Child Street, uh, King of Spain. Now, did you hear his lisp? King Rudolf. Yeah. He loves playing other nationalities and ethnic groups. Yeah. And that was part of the theme yeah. of being there, was that the guy would just... Uh, chameleon adapt himself to any part, uh, you know, any uh, whoever was around him. And Peter Sellers likened that to his life. He he felt like he didn't know who he was, but when you gave him a character, he snapped into it. Well, he was literally raised by television, Chancellor Gardner. Like, uh -huh. he would sit in front of it and watch it, and that was his world. He never left the, the house or the backyard. So that when he talked so to people, true. he just behaved the way he learned. Right. So, you know, he, he's polite because people are polite on TV. You know, it's, it's just kind of, that's what he's mimicking. Mm -hmm. Did he break the bank? No, he just, he always bets on red 16. And when he didn't bet, it hit. And he goes, oh, dwat. Ah. Uh. Now she got. You know, I like to do small talk about me, roulette. He got slipped a note that says, "Meet me at the Cafe Royale." It's like a of an affair he's going to have uh, with the Countess. <clears throat> yeah, it actually said, "Develop a headache and meet me at," <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> Develop a headache. You know, for small talk, I like to talk about roulette just to get the ball rolling. Understood. But that conversation just goes round and round and round. Now, yeah. our would-be assassin has now been distracted by a lady of the night. So he will miss his opportunity. Okay. What do you mean lady of the night? Well, it's night. She's a lady. Oh, yeah, other than basically all of them. Just your oh, Uber carriage? Oh, no. Follow that cab. 
Is the taxi cab driver James Mason? Man, no. Good call. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it looks like James Mason in disguise. That horse had a, a, a speaking role, but they cut it. Yeah, he he's was a little, a little horse. A little horse. Yeah. Now, here we are at the cow, um, the Cafe Royale, and he's going to begin his affair. It's an ongoing, he's trying to nail this broad, let's say. And the Count yeah. will show up. Now, the Count is the best actor in this film, even better than Sellers. Great. Is it uh, Peter Cook? No, uh, it's no, not Peter Cook. I'm thinking of Peter Cook and Dudley Moore. I think of Peter Cook and Dudley Moore. Did you ever? Did you ever listen to the Goon Show, the radio show he did with Spike Milligan? That was how he got his start. I never listened. You know, they used to, I used to get the records, the the vinyl at the Montclair Public Library, because there would be like tons of collections of it, and a lot of it is just kind of goes right through you. But there's certain there's certain parts that are really funny. Like it really clicks. Spike Milligan's funny. You know, it's just crazy voices and stuff. Wow. Good party. <laughs> like off screen, Peter Sellers was a terror to everybody. You'd never know it from watching the film. He's great. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Count is his fault for him. Now we are meeting Sid Freewin. And Sid is a cab driver, too. So he goes to the would-be assassin with his Cockney accent, and he's like, Hey, mate, this is my beat it is. You've got to push off. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is like at the airport. They get savage. He sounds so cockney. I mean, Roger Daltrey laughs at him. <laughs> Robert Daltrey says, what? I'm sorry? Come again? Yeah, right. You're a shepherd's bush pizza, you is. Excuse me? They're fucking at the table. They are. I was They're just going to say, group. does that look like he's trying to get <laughs> That's right. This is wrong. Now, here he comes, the Count. Now, this actor's name oh, no. is Gregory Sierra, and you might know him as the neighbor on Sanford and Son. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Holy shit, I do have right. Yeah. And Barney Miller. Now, I'll yeah. play a little oh, audio yeah, right. him he's when he's yeah. I'll play a little audio when he confronts uh, the king because he's so okay. good. So he's yeah, the best part of his movie. Buddy Ramon. He's the best actor of this whole film, man. Yeah. So now the king will play his card like, I know you're a gentleman, 
you know, would you please at least, ex you know, give me the courtesy of a duel? Of a duel, sir. Oh. You can count on me. <laughs> I gotta warn you, you're gonna be down for the count. Ba-boom! Very good, Michael. Hey, you know, when these... Now the king takes advantage, and BAM! Ah, sucker punched him. Yup. Now... One time we were watching Mr. Billions, and I missed your joke, liar, liar, pants on fire, so please make sure you do it again. Okay, well, it's the element of surprise, so uh, I will do, I will riff it spontaneously when, if it shall occur. Oh! Get ready. Huh. Liar, liar, pants on fire. What that a guy liar! On fire. It's not his pants. Yeah, you're right. It's Did not... I ever tell you... I burned myself. You know, I worked as a banquet waiter when I was young, and uh, I used to do these. I would wear tuxedos, and I would work at the station with like a well open flame. And I looked down, and my tuxedo lapels were on fire. Yeah. And I said, "Oh," and I just patted it off in my gloves. I also burned a hole in the jacket of some of one of the guests, so we, the company had to pay for it. Okay, now this is very funny. He needs to put out the fire. But the thing is, is he's a distinguished gentleman. So when he gets up, see, he plays it off like, oh, I meant to do that kind of thing. <laughs> yes, he's smiling and walking off. <laughs> yeah, that's the way you own the moment. Okay, now, huh. they, these two are very concerned about the king because he is just a playboy and so they conked him on the head to get him out of there so wait a minute so is that peter sellers again what's that that's the driver peter the sellers driver? is the driver and peter sellers is also wearing okay. a crown and he goes is that the man in the iron mask <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Now, the that's, general that's what they is noticing him. the resemblance right now. Uh -huh. What a coincidence. It's a coincidence that will get explained. Yeah, but I mean, it, it doesn't need to be explained. It's such an old, isn't it the Prince and the Pauper? It is. The old uh, Mark Twain strip. Yeah. And then every variation, like season three of any sitcom has a bit where like, you know, Kevin James bumps into Kevin James and they switch it for a day or something. So now um, Fritz and the general are making an offer uh, to, to Sid, to Sid Freewin, saying, we want you to come to our country and be a driver there. And he's like, I got to ask, why me? He says that the drivers in their country are very poor and they could use someone who's a good driver for the, the royal, uh, for the royal family. Oh, so this guy, the driver doesn't realize they're setting him up to be a patsy. To, right. To be uh, a fake. Now, this is oh, a very, 
Huh. This is a very funny scene because he's he's wondering what he's going to do about Sylvia. My dear chap, bring her with you. Nah, that'll work, sir. Now nah, she's past it. Her lungs are gone. She's deaf as a post. Of course, I know what you'll say. You'll say have a shot, but I can do it. Think you can shoot that with it? He's talking about oh, his came out. There was a funny joke here. Fritz thought he was talking about his wife, Sylvia, but he was talking about his horse. So he's like, of course, you'll say oh. have a shot. Because they sh the English shoot their women? So wait a minute. Yeah. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad it was about the horses and not women. It, and then they shoot the women. Now he's saying goodbye to Sylvia. Get up, did you? Eh? <laughs> I made sure you're going to be all right. Oh. <laughs> don't don't date Sylvia. She's a horse. A horse. A horse. <laughs> oh, Wilbur. So they made arrangements so that Sylvia would go to uh, the embassy of their country and uh, would become an embassy horse and treated well. And he goes, and you'll have diplomatic immunity. You could take a piss anywhere you'd like. Yeah, so how, what was the horse's opinion working with tear sellers? Do you have stories? <laughs> Hollywood horses that drink has a interesting bit about it okay so now the king <laughs> is learning about the double and saying that it's remarkably uncanny and they're telling the king incorrectly that his brother is out to kill him so therefore they'll arrange safe passage for him and the body double will stand in as the king going home interesting so Huh. So uh, we're not. So I, I I don't really care anymore. I'm really interested in the king. I don't care about this driver. Okay. I paid money to see the king. God damn it. All right. I didn't pay money to see Peter Sellers play a driver. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy mix-up. And then he makes the. Does he make the country better? Because this is like Dave. What a ripoff. <laughs> okay. Remember Dave? Oh, Barney Miller, dude sees the fake king thinks he's the real king and there's a funny joke here he's like saying how he's gonna kill him but then he spits in his eye by mistake and he acts like a gentleman oh begging your pardon right after training his life he's the best actor so weird this movie got made yeah oh yeah he's great money north no in this and movie. uh I'm so proud this movie is part of the Bulk Universal series. If there's only some way this, this posting can remind me. So he did the traditional slap a glove in your face. Here, I'll play the audio right. for the glove joke. Slap. Play it to a duel. That was the joke. 
I don't know if you caught it. <laughs> I guess I didn't catch it. Well, Peter Sellers caught it in the eye, and he goes, pardon. Pardon. Okay, so here is the train that's carrying the king, and when it arrives, everyone's going to be like, holy shit, it's the king. But the thing is, he acts like, like a person falls over and he tries to help him. This is the royal guard going to ex escort him. You see this guy overburdened nice. by his backpack? Yeah, that's Borat. <laughs> Aren't they in Borat's country? Oh, yeah, Borat's country. They're in a fake country yeah. called Rudadania or something. I, I, I sort of didn't catch it, even though I watched this film three times. And once as a boy. Oh, yeah? Does it get better? Does the film get better? <laughs> Right. Yeah. Mike, you don't think this doesn't is really change, right? Isn't this the one where? Oh, you know what movie I'm, I really want to see by him is the one where he plays like a Ming the Merciless guy. That's the movie. I, that was the one that was released after his death. Well, are you talking the about the fiendish plot of Fu Manchu? Yeah. Okay, so what's right, funny is this. the director here, Richard Quine also directed the fiendish plot of Fu Manchu. But the thing is, Peter Sellers fought horribly with Richard Quine on this film. So it's just strange that they'd work together again, but they did. Oh, yeah. I mean, on a professional level, maybe. I also think the guy's such a bastard, he doesn't really have anything else. So. I mean, he had Al Ashby direct uh, uh, being there. And uh, that was pretty good. According to YouTube, The Fiendish Plot of Dr. Fu Manchu is now available on DVD, according to Warner Brothers. Uh -huh. So we don't have a full copy on, online. Now, I guess that that was... Okay, Peter Sellers' final film was The Fiendish Plot of Fu Manchu, but the internet tells me that this was Quine's final film before he died in 89. So I don't, I don't get the order... Also, he was, Quine was uncredited. He only directed part of the fiendish plot of Fu Manchu. It's, it's weird. It's sorted. Yeah. Oh, so I thought we were going to be watching the fiendish plot of Dr. Fu Manchu. I thought Dr. Fu Manchu appeared in this movie, even though it's called The Prisoner of Zenda. Oh, no, no. That, I don't think okay. that doesn't happen. So now the king has been safely taken back from London to his kingdom. And, like, he hasn't been there in years. And he's saying, this wet this creature. The, this is the real king, right? This is, what I paid, yeah. this is the guy I paid money to see. All right, good. <laughs> the guy you paid money to Hello. see. Actually, I paid to see uh, Inspector Clouseau, and I think I got my money's worth. Look at that outfit. It's close. Huh. Yeah. That's okay, ambush, ambush. 
We're going to ambush you guys. Act surprise. Now the leader said, take him alive. They need to take him as a prisoner. But they're taking the, the fake guy, the driver. Right. Oh, that all works out at the end. That'd be cool to play on a horse. Those ridiculous poofy hats, man. So silly. You know, some weapons have like a little like talus, like a tassel like that. And it's because when you stick the blade in, you twist it and then you pull it out and the tassel will like corrugate your guts and spot oh. blood out. So maybe they, maybe they headbutt people and, and engorge them and then spray out their intestines with their hat. <laughs> nah, just silly. You're always thinking, Mike. Yeah, I, well, I want to look cool. I, there's a reason for my cool tassel on my head. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm a dork. I think that tassel's a hassle. Uh, and when I left at the castle? <laughs> Very good. Well, I'm trying to catch up. Okay, so Fritz says, we're without a driver. And and uh, Sid says, not when I'm around, governor. I'm the best driver in the... Now look how... Isn't that Chekhov's rule? What? Yeah. Chekhov's rule is that you have a driver in the first act, and then you have a driverless carriage in the third. Oh. Look what a good job he does fending them off. See? Yeah. So now the King's Guard ride up, and they say to Sid, Good show, Your Majesty! And and Sid is like your Majesty. What are they talking about? Oh, he doesn't know. I think his his driving is good, but I I don't want him to get carried away. Can't you know, carriage away. Modest. Carry. Yeah, carriage away. Oh no, we're gonna go right into the mat background. What a painting, right? Yeah. Did they shoot this? Where did I mean? Was this like uh, let's find us a nice castle and just shoot around it? This was shot in Austria, um, and this is the mm. Schönbrunn Palace in Vienna. The country's called Ruitania. Um, they also f- filmed in like Saint Martin Martin's Church in Klosterneuburg, Salzburg Cathedral. Basically, it's all Austria. Oh, cool. Well, it looks great. Totally doesn't look like a cat. Flunkies also just called him Majesty. I don't understand. I'm just a driver from England. This guy, he looks like Sid Haig. Well, this guy was the father in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Huh. He was the car's father? He, he was Dick Van father? Dyke's father. Oh. Now, oh, the inventor's father. He was prematurely bald, you see. And mm-hmm. what's funny is that... Um, where is it here? I just want to tell you... Well, I'll just oh, say it. Double. He was younger. Here it is. He was actually six months younger than Dick Van Dyke. Because of his baldness, he looks older. Now he's I meeting the king star. for the first time. 
Ah, you're me. So how are they going to do this? 180-degree shot to the next person? I, are they going to be both on the same screen? They pull it off very well, see? There we go. Look at that, yeah. This is all practical. I'll have a large whiskey, please. They, <clears throat> Nowadays, like, I don't even think when they have, like, a double, when someone, right. when an actor plays a like, like, Ian McGregor and the uh, Fargo TV show, what have you, James Franco and the Deuce. It's like, whatever. Of course, yeah. they're twins. You guys just see me in the face. But there would always be the line. You know what I'm talking about? When they have, like, both on screen and they're two different film stocks. Well, you can see in yes, the I know exactly the, what you're talking about, but this film does it very well. But it would be of the air where that was the way to do it. Yes. There they are, both sitting. And then you get, like, whoa. There's the other one, like, yes, I see. I understand. Now huh. we get an explanation. The king is talking about his dead father, saying that he was a great man and he was also a bit of a playboy and he really loved English actresses. Uh, he spent a lot of time in London. Oh. And then Sid says, my mother was an actress. But nobody puts two and two together, but the audience gets it. Right. This is an illegitimate son. Huh. Now what's going on now? They're, uh... Now we have more treachery. Of course, they're there to kill the king again. They don't know there's two kings. Yeah, you know, Carl, I should I should fess up. I know what's going to happen, but I can't tell you because before the show, I signed a ZNDA form. Uh huh. Well, I never signed an NDA, so I'll let you know. Peter Sellers dies in the end. Which one? Right. I'm going to leave you guessing. Oh, the. Well, that was my joke. I signed a a ZNDA form, so I can't tell you. Zenda. Oh, not an NDA, a Z-E-N-D-A. Very clever, Mike. Yeah. Too clever, apparently. Yeah, Way too right clever. over my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, who is Zenda? Zenda is the town or like the uh, a villain or? Zenda is like a castle where the, the brother, the ex-prince, who's not going to become king, uh, has a stronghold, and that's where uh, the king will be imprisoned. Now, they say, Fritz, go and get more wine, because, you know, where's the servant? Now, Fritz, Fritz accidentally thinks, ah, he must be drunk! <laughs> <laughs> and wine is spilling out of the back of his head. <laughs> red wine! <laughs> red, red wine. Look, the red wine touched my fingers, and I can't wash it off. Out, damn spot. That was, uh, Shakespeare wrote that when he was in the kennel, I hear. So now he reports that the servant's laying down there drunk, 
And General's like, that doesn't sound right. He doesn't drink. Oh, right. These guys are idiots. I didn't realize there was a dead body. I didn't. I didn't. It's funny how everyone have... has an English accent, uh, even though it's uh, Ruitania, you know, like, do they speak English there? I guess yes. <laughs> See, he's looking at the butts. Yeah. Randy. <laughs> So he's by the way, that, yeah. Well, he's distracted by the butt, so they say, "Let's just slip off." They don't notice that it's a look-alike because his face is covered. See, right. And that's good because then you can get a real actor in that scene. You don't have to make two Peter Sellers. Bingo. When they're both in the same shot, like they're like, "Hmm, I'm going to drink from this oversized M and M coffee mug." <laughs> Dwat. He is out. He is now going to become a prisoner. Uh the Legend of Zelda. Zenda. It's actually a bit of an insult against Buddhists saying Zen duh. Yeah, well, that's Peter Sellers for you. What do you, what do you right. say? Asian stereotypes. He hates them. Yeah, I guess the part of it is that with Fu Manchu, I think he had multiple roles. I don't think he just played the Dr. Fu Manchu. That was That's probably another reason his, why. Right? Yeah, he showed up in a lot of movies. Doctor Strange like, Love. You can see it. Well, that's a big one. Yeah, he played the president. He played Doctor Strange, the particular character of Doctor Strange Love. He played and then him, he uh, played the, the British. Yeah, the British. Uh, uh, it wasn't a general. Uh, yeah, I think it was a general. Maybe you're right. Yeah. They, they all. I think it was General Funny Name. You ever notice in Dr. Strange Love, everyone has, like, yeah. oversized wacky names? Yep. Yeah. So now they know the king is gone. And please roll once more. And they're yeah. saying, now that the king is gone, you need to sit in for the coronation. And it just, he's like, no, no, no. Who is he? Is he the driver or the king? I can't, I can't place it. He is the driver. They've taken the true king. Uh, now, okay. here's the ex-prince. Very happy. Very happy that he has a prisoner of Zenda, and he won't show up for the coronation. And when he doesn't, they'll say, listen, you've got to be king now. And he'll humbly accept. You know, uh, 
Yeah, well, well, you seem happy. Usually you're bitter that you're not king, but now that you've abducted him, you seem finally at ease. <laughs> I feel empty inside. Now, we're going to have the funniest joke of the movie. So when oh, that yeah? comes, I'll have to hush you to hear it. Okay. It's not quite. All right, well. These sets, man. Yeah, I mean, right. Even like Dark Shadows, the TV show had better sets. I didn't well, expect that. It's a legit show. castle in Austria. Weird. Yeah, it seems like a. Oh, the old Iron Maiden. Yeah. Gives me chest pains. The joke here is I the jailer. On the okay, here comes the joke. Okay. It's just having back and forth. Ha ha, I will be the king. The people will never accept you. People will never give it to you. What do you know about the people? I know the people. When you chose to play the fool. Now, now we're getting a legit argument that he's uh, no good. Okay, here it comes. Okay. Here it comes. Michael, why do you hate me, Phil? Because you are conceited, arrogant, spineless, selfish, shallow, petty, pompous, and pitiful. But apart from that... Did you think it was funny? Uh, I thought he was going to say, hey, I'm not short. Or you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know that like, version? Or, yeah. You take the least uh, insulting thing and get offended by it. Yeah. That was a Steve right. Allen or if you say, Oh, really? Steve Allen. Back in Steve's yeah, yeah. show, he used to do that, you lazy, rotten, blah, blah. You know, the guy would go, lazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but well, as no, I was there, like, you... I, I, the yeah. only scene I remembered was the balloon in the beginning and then that part. Why do you hate me so? Because you're arrogant. Selfish, reckless. When he goes, apart from all that. <laughs> I thought it was the funniest. You line. remembered that too. Yeah, yeah. You when I was watching it. this for the first time, I remembered the balloon, and then later, when it did that scene, I was like, oh right, right. I remember that. So that's funny because I do remember the, the opening scene and that it was Peter Sellers. Yeah. Now, this is Antoinette. Oh, She's a former Bond girl. She worked with Peter Sellers on two films. She was in Doctor Who. Um, but she, what I like her from is Space 1999 when I was a kid. Interesting. Oh, so this isn't Elkie Summer. This one is not Elkie Summer, no. Um, Elkie Summer is the Countess that uh, the best actor, you know, the wife of the best actor of this film. Yes, Bonnie Miller's wife. Right. Sam, Lamont's, Lamont's friend's wife. Lamont's, Lamont's friend's wife. wife. Yeah. Hey, there's Marlon Brando. He looks pretty good for the back then. 
No, that's a guy. Um, that's a guy named uh, John Laurie, and he was like big on English television. I didn't research him because I never heard of any of those shows. So right now he goes, I have a sound mind, thanks to the grace of God. And he goes, knock wood. And then he knocks and he goes, come in. Yeah. Uh-oh. This is me at the DMV. Did they call 20 yet? No? All right. They're, they're already for jury duty. Don't call my group. Send my group home. Uh, group 217, you could stay, and group 18 leaves. Damn it. Ooh, I love afraid. Yeah, especially a coronation. Oh, this is a coronation. And that's the coronation street, if I remember my British uh, soap operas. So he, um, he told the archbishop that he had a case of laryngitis. Yeah. Oh, so he's not going to speak. Right, but he'll be very nervous about it. Uh, oh, right. Well, you know, The King's Speech is uh, a movie. The King's Speech is a movie. Yeah. I don't know why I said that, but it's true. Well, that guy had a lisp. Yeah, no, he had a stutter. He had a stutter, and he overcame it because uh, England was in war. Who was his teacher? Wasn't it the guy who played Peter Sellers in that HBO film? Jeffrey Rush, yeah. Or uh, did you ever see Mystery Men from like 1998 where he was like Baron von Frankenstein? No. Do you recommend it? Yeah, I do. Mystery it's, Men. Uh, it's good. Mystery Men. It's, what you're you know, again? it's based on a graphic novel. I would say like seven, 98, 99, or like 96. Okay. It's definitely a very uh, 90s feel. It's Ben Stiller, Janine Garofalo, Hank Azaria, and uh, Kel from Keenan and Kel. And they are just the worst superheroes ever in this town. And uh, Superman basically gets killed in the first 10 minutes, and they have to pick up the slack. Mm. So, it, you know, it's basically a genre now that making fun of uh, superheroes. But Was Pee Wee Herman in it? Yeah, he was. Okay, he I saw it. It was very start. good. Yeah. And you know who's in it also? It's director Michael Bay. The Transformer movies? He's one of the frat boys. You know how there's gangs and there's like a frat boy gang? He's one of them. I heard a rumor that the, the director, I think that was his only movie. He was kind of like a commercial director. Uh -huh. And the, it was produced by Tim Burton. And there was a big rumor that Tim Burton actually directed the movie. Oh. And that the director of Mystery Men was a, a alias. But it's not true. I mean. So now the Peter, okay, so the brother sees the king and he's like, what the fuck? He's in a prison in Zenda. What the hell? Right. Now he's doing the... He isn't playing up his laryngitis. He's just not answering. And the guy's like, crown him. And now we have the worst joke of the film. Ugh. 
the crowning achievement. Well, he's going to he's drop to... his ball. Uh huh. They're saying. I'm laughing already. So they say God saved the king, but not the best actor. He's going. Oh, was he sitting next to? Was he standing next to Elkie in there? Was yes. Elkie here at the coronation? Yes. So yeah, in that Jeffrey Rush movie, he's like screaming at Elkie. Elkie's holding his their daughter on the set of the of the Bobo, and he's just like yelling at her. Now this is Lynn Frederick. She is the widow of Peter Sellers. A widow? Like so? He was, she was the first wife, or? Well, no. If you're the first wife, you're not married anymore, and you're not a widow. She was uh, the last wife. Right. Gotcha. Right, because he, Elkie and him, that was a pretty crazy relationship, and that, that dissolved. Yeah, it did. Now, he won't get in yeah, line to, doctor... like, greet the king. He's like, huh! This guy, <laughs> man. I'm surprised he even, like, is there. I mean, he, the guy macked on his wife. Well, he's a count, and he's basically... Okay, here comes the worst joke ever. Ready? Oh, worst ready. joke of the... Oh, film. no, I see it. I I see it. No, I see it. I see it. I know what's going to happen. He's going to bowl, right? He's going to get a strike. Hey! I am great. I, I think you might have seen this I predicted it. No, I predicted it. I saw it go down Coronation Street, parading oh. down Coronation Street. Well, you are a sensei, sir. I thank you. Now, at one point, does he, uh, Peter Sellers dresses up as his sister and goes on a date with Al Pacino? That was an interesting film. I hated that film and loved it at the same time, Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill. Yeah, well, didn't you hate the fake commercial that was actual commercial at the end of the yes. movie? Yes. Now, this is it Eric, like, and his name is Grand Stark, and he was in all the Pink Panther movies. Right, yeah. Delivery? Yes, sir, delivery. <laughs> Wasn't and he in, uh, so like, a Mel Brooks movie or two? He... Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, no, but, I mean, he played, he was a regular supporting character on TV with Peter Sellers in the show called Fred and Son of Fred, and Benny Hill was on that show. But oh, right. he has the best line of the Pink Panther. He's that one, like, does your dog bite? No. He gets bit. No. He goes, that is not my dog. Yeah, that's great. I love that. That's probably the only joke that holds up in the Pink Panther. What's weird is he was in seven Pink Panther movies, and, you know, Peter Sellers was only in six. Oh, right. Oh, well, yeah. Like, I've always talked about the last, the last few Pink Panther movies without Peter Sellers. They used old outtakes, and they probably hired that guy to come in and do, like, interstitial sketches in between the footage. Yes. I, I, well, Inspector Clouseau, well, I remember him back when I was at the Avery. Right. Just down by the Conservatory of Flowers, when suddenly, ooh, there he is. 
So that was Pink 1982, the, the Trail of the Pink Panther. It used the outtakes and yeah. previously released footage of late sellers. But then that was the, the search you said, and then there was the trail. The trail of Pink Panther was, was the one you're talking about with the the um, the outtakes and such. And I think the trail didn't yeah. have. I mean, um, I don't know. There were so many, and they shouldn't have continued that series, but they did. Well, I you know again, like it all kind of blurs. There was one where there was a, a bumbling American detective, and they used footage yeah. of outtakes. And then there was one where I think Herbert Loom, his twitching uh, police chief, uh, is trying to escape Clouseau, but thanks to the miracle of outtakes, he keeps bumping into him or remembering him. Thank you, outtakes. And then there was a sudden. Yeah, there must have been a lot of outtakes. Blake Edwards, a lot of coverage. What a gentleman. He, his eyes never wavered. Now, here he is again with his true wife. Listen, she was hated, by the way. She's hated? Yeah, this is her final film, and she was hated. Um, okay. Um, where is it? Like, for instance, we were talking about that Peter Sellers film made by, for HBO. They wrote her out of the thing. Yeah, because I don't remember her. He was like a, a solitary man in his, uh, like, Icelandic cabin or whatever, Switzerland ca cabin. Now, in that book, it was based – The Life and Death of Peter Sellers was a 2004 book, and the author, Roger Lewis, claimed that there is yet – he is yet to find – he did a lot of interviews – He's yet to find a single person to say a good thing about Lynn. Whoa. She is well, an avaricious, yeah. cunning man-eater. And in 1995, yeah. a year after her death, she was excluded from the 67th Academy Awards in memor memorandum, even though she won two Oscars. Well, she, no, she was bold. nominated. What? You know what, honestly, they skip like actors all the time. I'm so pissed off that Brad Renfro did not get into the immemorium. So, you know, it could have been the, it might have not been bitterness. It might have just been incompetence. Well, okay. I'm going to have to research more about her. She was a perfect match for Peter Sellers because she loved to argue. Uh, she was hated. Yeah. Um, check this out. April 27th, 1994, she was in her she was 39 years old. She died. She was found dead in her West Los Angeles home, and a post-mortem failed to determine yes. the cause of her death. How is that possible? So she was 30-something when she passed away uh, in 96? Uh, 39 in 1994. Okay, so this movie is 70, they must have shot in 77, 78. Yeah. So she's young. She doesn't, she doesn't come across as like young, young. No. Well, okay. maybe she does. Yeah. I guess it's, I was going to say the stuffy clothes, but she does kind of, her youthful and elegance. 
I'm in love with this woman. I don't know why, why you naysayers. How dare you? Now, I'm she gonna go, uh, this role, she felt it was too minor for her, and she was fighting with her husband, is. and the therapist said they should not work together, and that's when she said, well, then I will. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, well, I know those arguments. And Alki's in it, too, is his, his other wife. Listen, check this out. She was campaigning for other roles, such as Maggie Cleary in The Thornbirds, Cosette in Les Miserables, and Annie Sullivan in The Miracle Worker, and none of the people wanted to work with her. She was rejected. <laughs> Even Helen Keller is like, no way. <laughs> uh-uh. What was the other role? So she was going to be Helen Keller's tutor. No, thank you. Mother Teresa, got a pass. <laughs> yeah. Adam Curie. Ooh. So she was a fashion model. Um, you know, she, her, she had a 10-year career, essentially. She was in 30 film appearances and television appearances. Peter Sellers died, and then she did. Wow. Well, she lived 14 years after, but still. Okay, so now the but brothers was... come up and go, you're not the king. He wants to have a fight with them. Yeah, I am. No, you're not. I have the real king in my basement. Right. I can't tell you how many times I've had that conversation. Really? You can't be king of the country. How do you say that? I have you in my basement. That old saw. something that you Ah. So well, you know how the driver got the job. He he went up to the royals and said, King me. Bingo. Okay, so here's more treachery. They're rigging the ele elevator so he'll die. Now we missed a point of the oh, plot. Right. Uh the princess Good. Flavia, uh his wife was saying, remember the time we did this? And remember when we were children and do that? And the, the you know, Sid was going, uh-huh, uh-huh. And he goes, well, I know you're not the king because we've never met. And he, she sort of tricked him. Gotcha. So at this coronation, like the crowd, the clergy, everyone believes he's the king, but everybody knows him personally. They're catching on. Right. Well, I mean, it's not a... Oh! Averted death again. Next. Fifth floor, lingerie. Fourth floor, uh, circus. Uh, second Third floor. Second floor. Cecil. Maybelline. Okay, so, <laughs> Sid has had enough. He is quitting. He is he is going oh. to escape. They saw the note. They're like, who's Cindy? <laughs> right. Look at that ridiculous Swiss oh. Alps getup. The whole getups are pretty weird. I mean, I can't... This is supposed to take place, what, in the 1920s? I don't know 1990s? the answer. Uh, I don't think so, because... Okay, so 
they're all doing sword play, but meanwhile they've got guns, and the guns aren't like muskets. So that X's out the 1700s. So I'm not sure. Is it the eight, late 1800s? Maybe. I mean, they have elevators. Yeah, um, yeah elevators in back then. Dumb waiters. Uh, I, you might be right. I think that the elevator showed up in the 1800s, right? Because they started yeah. building yeah, got... buildings tall. I don't trust this dog. St. Bernard, the patron saint of dogs. Oh, they're very helpful. Yeah, right. Where's your Easily whiskey barrel, dog? Well... Thanks to this program, I no longer drink. Hollywood dog that doesn't drink. <laughs> oh, so that's Mrs. Sellers right there. No, no. That's the Mrs. Sellers is the betrothed wife to the king. This is the countess again. Ah. She got to see the swing. I like Elsie Summer a lot. She's great. They so really she have was, um, she was like on vacation in Italy as a like a, a, a teenager in '58, and this film director saw her and just started putting her in movies. And she yeah. also posed for Playboy in '64 and '67. Nice way to go, Hugh. Uh, way to go, Hefner. She's a German, really, and she changed her name uh, from Schletz to Summer because it was hard for English people to pronounce, quite frankly. Gotcha. So I saw What's New Pussycat, which is Peter Sellers and uh, Woody Allen, you know, right. back when they were kind of ubiquitous in the 60s. And there's like a scene where I think it was that movie or no, maybe I think it was Bobo, but I think like Woody Allen parachutes and lands in a car, uh, a two-seater driven by Elkie Summer. Oh, interesting. That was her role. Like she just happened to be driving by. Should I see what's new Pussycat? No, nah, you know what? I saw that like in the 80s and then I saw it like three years ago and I'm all right. You know, it's a, uh, it's, it's, do you like like Woody Allen, sixties Woody Allen? Where you know I'm on every TV show and uh, I, a nightclub and I got a record and I got books and I, I uh, I'm young and I you know because he did What's New Pussycat and they used the song and then Woody Allen's first movie he took a, a Japanese spy movie and he dubbed it and he called it What's New Tiger Lily. Oh yeah, right, like right, right. The thing is, I probably like saw Tiger What's New Pussycat, and it just didn't impress me. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. it or something. Okay, so let's let's go through the, the Peter Sellers movies. Have you seen this, The Private Life of Henry Orient, where he's like a, a piano player who these two girls chase after him? I guess no. Have you seen I Love You, Alice B. Tokus? Yeah, yeah. Where, that was good. Yeah. Uh, the Bobo, where he becomes the Blue Matador. No. Spain. The Party, where he's uh, he wears brown face and he's an Indian extra, uh, like Edwards movie. 
I remember not liking it. Yeah. Well, it's silly. It ends with hippies and an elephant, you know, talking about peace. Okay, by the way, uh, the Count has come in, the best actor of this film. He's trying to make up yeah. with his wife, but that's really Peter Sellers hiding under there. And he's like, I am so sorry. You are so great. I love your lips, your uh, your thighs. And he goes, your boots? <laughs> your, your balls. Here he goes. So we, which Peter Sellers is under there? Is yeah. Top build Peter Sellers or second build Peter Sellers? It's, you can't ask that question. The, the King Peter Sellers is in prison, right? This right. is the King, this is the fake King in the palace. He's just been coronated and he's now trying to escape. So he doesn't think it's weird that his wife is wearing boots. He's like, oh, you're naughty. Check this out now. Natalie! Oh, what are you doing there? <laughs> when you are... But the... It's nothing to do with me, mate. I'm just on my way to London. He has underrated this actor. I And I don't think he... He his I don't think he did a good job on Barney Miller or Sanford and Son because it didn't challenge him. He just had to be like, I'm a poor Hispanic person. It was almost a stereotype. Not quite, but almost. Yeah. Well, I mean, in Barney Miller, there was a little more nuance to the characters. They, they yes, let, they let you're the right. They let the kind of breathe. So, they, they, so any kind of stereotype that, they, that television... Now watch what his wife up, does. They, watch what his wife does. Oh no! Isn't that awful? He was kissing the flute. Well, fortunately, the hayride was going by. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and Elkie thinks that's Must hilarious. Yeah, right. He could have killed the guy, broke his neck. He was kissing a man's boot in bed, right? No. He's like, let me direct, change it to something more comfortable, and she took off the corset and she put on her negligee. Maybe she went to the outhouse, and by the time she got out there, the guy was kissing some dude's boot. No. Okay, now the Count, wow, you know wow, he's wow. super jealous. So he's going to a gunsmith to get a bomb. A boom? A boom? What? Yes, I know what they said. <laughs> All right. Well, I got plenty of bombs here. I have the party. I That's have the famous plot of Dr. Fu Manchu. That was the bomb. Pink Panther Strikes Back. So one time I used to go to uh, an open mic on 7th Street. And um, it was a Laughing Buddha open mic. And then I used to go there all the time. And then there was a building collapse on 7th Street, right? So I go for an open mic and I was like, right. it's pretty scary about the building collapse down the street. And everyone in the audience was like, yes, uh-huh. And I said, but I think we're pretty safe with the structural integrity of this building. I mean, people bomb up here every night. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good to know. You go there during the when the big Look one drops. Suit suit. Or your ex. 
No, it was late. So that's the thing. Like, I can't tell. I think it might be 20th century. Maybe you're right. Okay, now what's happening yeah. is my favorite actor, the Count, is going to switch a croquet ball for a bomb croquet ball. And we get the tension of, no, no, Peter, don't hit it. It's going to blow up. Right. Now, what's happening here is the not king, the, the princess is falling in love with the not king. Huh. Well, I tried to turn it up for their, their like, their conversation. chit chat. They got that wacky music. Yeah. I rather listen to the crazy wacky music in the background. That's so fun. It's lighthearted. We need a soundtrack. Come on, yesterday, yes sir, on it. Well, this is Henry Mancini, dude. It's not like cheap. I mean, there's some quality. Yeah, you're right. And also, if you got some silly song like this, he was doing his job. Okay, this is the Count's chance. All right. And he has switched the croquet balls. He did such a bad job while the coyote is shaking his head. You call that a bomb? <laughs> that isn't even I, from Acme. You got that from some guy in a dungeon? Yeah, that's the thing. So the meanwhile, the real king is in the the, the brothers. Yeah, in the prison. Don't they know that? No. Yeah, but it's like, no. They okay. don't. So they're just playing croquet. They don't know where the king went. They don't give a shit. It's not that they don't give a shit. It's that they don't know the king has disappeared. Hmm. Now, you see, he was about to hit the croquet, and then he got called away. Look at that silly hat. Oh, no, that's a great hat. Like, if you need a scarf, you just stick your hand. Like, they didn't have tissues back then, so, you know, you yeah, had to keep it on top just... of your head. Okay, here it goes. He's going to do it. He's going to beat the thing. Better scrunch my eyes and cover my ears. I love his cockney. It's just. Yeah, it's pretty good. It cuts yeah. through all the shit. This is the only film that he made with his wife. Um, and she has executive producer credit on the fiendish plot of Fu Manchu. I don't know why. Nobody knows why. Do you, uh, oh, that's, yeah, because she's not in it. Oh, down for yeah. the count. Up for the count. Up for the count. Now down for the count. Now look, he's stuck in a tree. Oh, it's comedic. Crazy, crazy. There's real music. stars going around. He's a one chirping bird, ah, 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 ah. two okay, chirping birds. This is what, you, this ah, is ah, what ah. oh, the count, I get it, the count. Now, this is what you paid money yeah, to see. Kind of, this is the king. 
Yeah, I know. I've been waiting an hour for the real for the real Peter Sellers. Like, I'm glad Peter Sellers is co-starring in this, but I didn't pay money to see co-star Peter Sellers. Yeah, right. You wanted to see Peter Sellers. Now, you know, we can't talk about Peter Sellers without bringing up his protege, Mike Myers. Mike Myers is such a weak... Mike Myers, who kind of gets into character, and he's done his own brown face with the love guru, he always cites Peter Sellers. The story that Mike Myers would always say is that when his father passed away, he was really sad, but his father loved Peter Sellers. Ah. And when he does Peter Sellers, it's an homage to his father, which, I don't know, I mean, you might, that's a nice sentiment, but I take it with a little bit of grain of salt. I don't, but Mike Myers does commit, like, he's not, maybe he's a nicer guy than Peter Sellers, maybe he's not on that level. I mean, I'm sure, like, he, I've, I've read about, like, he gave him a ring to prove. Okay. You see, he just like, I'll offer you untold wealth. And he just talked up this ring. It was stolen in 1584 from the such and such. And he dropped it down the drain. And then he goes, you got anything else? <laughs> That's a good joke. Mike Myers really did a good job with the Austin Powers films. I thought the movie in which he played the Indian was really bad. Yeah, there was a, it was way too many, like, dick jokes. And, well, the character itself, like, I would have loved to see, like, a film called The Love uh, Cowboy, mm-hmm. where they pretend, people pretend they're, they're white, you know, like, they're white American, white Canadian, I guess, for his case. Uh, but, yeah, it was, the caricature was just bad. Yeah, and the universe he created was bad, and it was all just like scatological dick jokes, like dick puns. Did that you know? film sink his career? Because he sort of went away after that. Yeah, he did kind of go away after that. Yeah. yeah, I would say so. I mean, like the guy, man is a monster when it comes to films because he had how many franchises he created? Right, Wayne's World—that's billions of dollars right there. Mm-hmm. The, the Austin Powers. Yeah. So, but, you know, to say, like, oh, here's my character on Love Guru and Paramount's like, yeah, let's do it. We'll make a logo and we'll put your face in there and people will just go see your character. We'll get Heather and, Graham. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, was Heather Graham in that one? I thought oh, that was, yeah. like, Jessica. Uh, she was in that one. Well, Heather Graham was the one who really understood love and sex. And um, Michael... Michael uh, Moore's character, uh, no, uh, excuse me, uh, from the Hollywood, from the Halloween films, Michael Myers. Yeah. He he was Michael Myers just pretending, and so she schooled him. Uh, it was the only redeeming aspect of the film I felt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you talking about Austin Powers or Love Love Guru? Love Guru. There was some, like, Ben Kingsley, oh, Sir Ben Kingsley, right, who got the name for his performance of Gandhi, as Gandhi in right. the 80s, comes back as, like, this Indian guru that's just, like, I don't even know what he was thinking. I know what he was thinking, and he delivered what he needed to do, but, you know, that movie is weird. I mean, if it was on YouTube, we would cover it, but you could go to any bad movie podcast, and they've covered Love Guru, you know, the... Yeah. Uh, uh, how did this got made? Had like cast members talk about their experience. 
so okay yeah, so that's pretty here's bad. what's yeah, happening players, yeah okay here's what's happening oh, now the Peter Sellers world. yeah what 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 go ahead uh okay so here's what's, what's happening? happening now the the countess sent a letter saying come meet me at the windmill but everybody knows it's got to be a trap for him to get killed okay so what he's doing now is he's agreed to go and take the risk so that they can try to get back to the original king so he's saying goodbye to the princess who's fallen in love with him right So they are they have essentially fallen in love and, let, and although they never say love um and this is the the goodbye and it hurts her is this the end we'll see her at the end of the movie right oh they're well, gonna get I back mean, together the, that's not the real king we're setting up for the goodbye but it doesn't become goodbye he doesn't die so all right I'm not going to lie, my computer crashed on me, but I'm waiting for it to boot. So keep the movie going. It's all right. You're going to lead us, Carl. All right, I'll tell you where we're at when you ask me the question. Sure. As soon as my computer stops buffering and puts the movie back on, I'm in the game. All right. So the so Peter's, there's the windmill, uh, and it's really beautiful landscape, this Austria, you know. And um, Peter Sellers is showing up with the King's Guard who will protect him. It's really Fritz and the General. Right. Now, what they're going to do is they're going to work out a signal. When you want us to come in, you got to hoot like an owl. And so he's like, he can't get it. He can't learn. Peter Sellers can't learn how to hoot. So he suggests a chicken. Why don't I mark, mark like a chicken? And they all go, very well. <laughs> so then on the other side, uh, the countess is with the, the brothers, you know, with the ex-princes. Ex, uh, and they're saying, we need a signal. And of course, they choose a owl, you know, because there's owls all over the forest. You know, hoo-hoo, hoo-hoo. Oh, yeah. But the countess can't do it. Owl. And so she goes... How about a chicken? And they're like, very well. So, th so the joke is, they've got the same signals. You know, when it's time, it, it's it, you know, when it's time to spring the trap, when it's time for them to come in and defend the the fake king, they're gonna get their signals crossed because it's the same signal. And, and may I ask you uh, where you are in the film? Time where am I? Right now, yeah. I'm at 116.56. So if you put yourself at like 120 or something, I'll count you up or wherever you want. I'm at 117 okay. now. Okay, can you tell me when you're at 117.22? Yes, that's coming right up. Great. I'm back in the game. <laughs> uh, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, yes. 17, that, 18. 16? 19, yes. 20, okay. 21, 22. Uh -huh. 
I'm back in. Are they shaking Yeah, hands? they're shaking hands. Okay, you're back. They're shaking hands. Yes. He's patting him on the back. It's all, it's all pre-pandemic fun. He's a good man, he is. I'm going to Don't London, forget, I am. It's a chicken now. It's a chicken. You gotta be careful in the woods back then. Adam Ant will show up. Stand the deliver. Deliver. Uh, your money or your life. <laughs> no time. Get and deliver. <laughs> oh, we're all fans of Ant music. Ant music. Cool. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, Try another flavor. Nobody gets don't that. Don't drink, don't smoke. What do you do? What do you do? Oh, sudden innuendo follows. There must be something inside. Nobody gets that. Yeah, inside, inside her. <laughs> Woohoo! Like it's a char it's a charming song until it says there must be something inside her. Well, okay, I had that forty-five, and it said there must be okay. something inside he's hiding. Don't drink, don't smoke, what do you do? There must be something inside he's hiding. But he didn't sing that, did he? No, he said something inside. And he stopped, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe it's that accident of his, or maybe he gulped the last word. It's still a pretty base innuendo. Yes. You know, it's a charming song. It applies, and maybe she gets, maybe she has sex, and then there must be something inside. It's like, well... What was the point of that song? Like, it was such a beautiful song. <laughs> Something up her cooch. Hello. Okay, so now <laughs> we find out that she wants the king sprung, okay? And they're, you know, he, she tells him where he's high, he's being held prisoner. And he goes, Peter Seller goes, oh, we thought this was a trap. And she goes, no, it is a trap. So now he's doing the chicken. And see, they both. And then he, goes, the he did it. She's he's doing an owl now, but really it's the bad guys. Wow. And this is straight torn straight from the novel. Well, no, uh, the novel was called by Anthony Hope, published in 1894. Uh, and it's an adventure novel. It wasn't a comedy, of course, and this is very loosely adapted. This also has echoes of, like, The Man in the Iron Mask and Prince and the Pauper. Sure. It isn't really the guy's yeah. book. Yeah, the Prince and the Pauper stuff kind of sticks out, because I would expect, like, more Man in the Iron Mask calamity. Like, maybe have a musketeer show up. Yeah. What was it? Do you remember those movies, The Fourth Musketeer and The Fifth Musketeer, and they both came out at the same time, basically? There was a Fifth Musketeer? Like, yeah, it was a Richard Donner movie, and it was like Michael York. It uh -huh. was the 70s, very 70s. And it was called, like, The Fourth Musketeer. And when they finished it, they just shot another sequel, like, just almost immediately. And they released it six months later called, like, another uh, this Musketeer or something like that. So, I'm more of a Mars guy. <laughs> at one time in my life, I don't know, 15, 16, 17, I just decided that I should read a bunch of classic books so I'm not ignorant. 
And that was one of them, the Three Musketeers. The Three Musketeers really were four Musketeers, and one of them died, and they were uh, the three. The remaining three were avenging. Um, oh. Yeah, there were always four Musketeers, and one of them was killed, and they avenged his life. They made a pact. That's Dicemen's motto. All for one and one for One for all. That's right. That included the dead guy. Yeah. Oh, right. Now look who's up on the wind. Don Quixote. It's hilarity. No, it's Peter. Yeah. Which sellers is that? Is it the king? No, no. The king, Michael, is in prison. I love. In Zenda. I just can't. I just wanted to see Peter Sellers as a king. I just the fact that he I have to watch it's bait and switch. Off, man. Ripped off. Yeah. Look at that <laughs> shot. Wow. I w I'm gonna go back fifty years and uh, ask for my money back. And they won't give it to me. They say, Sorry, no refunds on this one. Yeah, right. I and you wanna be paid in today's dollars. Yeah, right. How many barrels of hay are is in this fucking country? Yeah. It's their economy. <laughs> Free hay rides, hay rides, five doopus. Right. So you guys grow hay for your horses? No, it's for the it's the, the tourist industry. Hay rides. Yeah. Free hay rides. Bonk. Complimentary tickets to the apple bottle. Oh, took him a second. These guys are doing some Thompson twins shenanigans. Now he's he's holding her prisoner, but it's kind of a joke, you know, because she's supposed to be on his side, and then she bites him. I don't know. This is hilarity, and it's supposed to be. It's funnier with the sound on. Okay. All right, but would this be something a kid would remember if they saw this movie years ago? No, but they would remember that one joke and the balloon. Yeah, and the balloon, of course. Now look, Peter's uh, Sid are not the real king, bonked the driver on the head, and now he's pretending to be their driver making an escape back to Zenda. So he's undercover right now. Oh, so he's no longer pretending to be the king. He's pretending to be... A cab driver, which is what he really is. Right. He's infiltrating is what he's doing. He's getting into Zenda. Wow. So he goes, you want to go to Zenda? I'll send you there. He did not say that, Carl. No, he you just made a joke. <laughs> I said it. Okay, so he's now in the gates. Now he's got to deliver the bad news to the ex-prince. Sorry we fucked up. He got away. We didn't kill him. Oh, no. I call for a duel. They came prepared. Sorry, you got some dandruff there on your neck. <laughs> oh, is that ring around the collar? <laughs> Sorry, I pointed it out with my knife. He doesn't recognize this guy? That filthy ring. He recognizes the eyes. Right, because he just happens to be the brother. 
So now he's in prison with with yeah. the true king. That's who you've been waiting for. Yeah, I've been waiting. He hasn't left the thing. He's taking, he's checking off about Alki Summer before I'll let him see another oh, time. Now, this is a kind of funny bit. He's sort of like a salesman bragging about his torture device, and he's now demonstrating it for them. But you see, he's getting himself into the contraption to demonstrate. Uh, oh, how can you play? What a newbie. This bit goes hey, down on your face, you see. Right up your nose, it does. Is this the last of them then? He goes, you put this on your tongue and you twist it. It's a bit of a tongue twister. Ha ha ha. Huh. A little gallows humor. Whoops. Oh. Telling you, rookie move. Stuck. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, that was the easy way to distract him. Yeah. Going in there. Getting out, sir. I was just demonstrating. Demonstrating. Yes. Very successfully, too. <laughs> Idiot! So now we're going to get the sort of revealing the plot, you know, like... That's now, brother. Before a tragic accident will befall you, and the reign of Rudolph the Fifth. So he's sort of saying, what's his plot? We've seen this in a lot of films before. Oh, right. This oh, guy's name's Jeremy this, uh... Kemp. He was an English actor, and I hardly looked him up because I don't understand. It says, he was known for his significant roles in the miniseries The Winds of War. We know that. Okay. And War and Remembrance. Yeah. But then That'd there's, like, cool. lots of other stuff, like the Blue Max and the TV series Z Cars. I don't know any of this stuff. Wait a minute. Wasn't Blue Max a children's show in England? I Well, this was all English TV, so maybe. Like, it, it's like a kind of like an electric company, maybe, maybe younger. I don't even know. Now, Antoinette, the wife here, the former Bond girl the space 1999 she's turning on her husband with the gun and he she sprung them both as she told peter seller she would yeah all right stand and deliver and now the ex-prince well, is talking like I love you, you're the best in the world, you know, and he takes the gun and a la Goodfellows flips it on her. Right. There's my favorite actor. Oh, he's still in this movie, thank God. Oh no! 
So now he's released and he can go after uh, both Peter Sellers. But the thing is, the King's Guard are coming. They're coming to Zenda now that they know um, where the king, the real king is. So we're going to have a showdown. Huh. Good. Yeah. Exciting. Only 20. You can tell I'm like waiting for this movie to end at this point. How come, Mike? Because I, I think it exhausted everything. I mean, I guess we still need to get these boys out of there. And uh, Well, that's our third opinion, act. But... That's our third act. We're, we're racing towards the conclusion here. Yeah. But there's 13 minutes left, 12 minutes left. Uh, you can make it. Try to pretend you care. The audience uh, is listening. Oh, well, for the sake of the show, I'll pretend I care. Thank Absolutely. you, Mike. That's a little secret idea. <laughs> <laughs> and for you, too, Carl. You saw this movie three times. You took copious notes about the yeah. location and the people. and We need to all do the, the switcheroo again. And... All right. Hey, Carl, I'm fine. Uh, as, you, as our listeners know, we will announce our movie next week. But, Carl, I would say you should take the movie after that. So should I pick another Ernest and really torture you? <laughs> You're right. You picked your first movie. You picked was Ernest goes to uh, Ernest saves no, Christmas. Saves Christmas. The worst yeah, film ever. That's awful. Listen, I was thinking. You know, It's a Wonderful Life is a um, uh, public domain. Uh, yes, and it's on YouTube. Maybe for your Christmas show, you could take a different tact this year. So we can still find every Christmas we uh, play trailers and movies that premiered on Christmas Day. Yeah, it's a uh, good thing. And theatrical releasing. And we've done it for four years. And, you know, you're telling me before Christmas has even occurred that we can't find another 40 minutes worth of trailers of, of movies. Well, that I know, but that's Christmas. what I'm Are thinking. we all out of movies? I think you've exhausted your content because we don't get but one extra year. Okay, so now the cad who's been doing now the cad who's been doing all the work for the ex prince sees the king's guard, and so he's like, "I'm going to switch sides. Let me help you escape." Yeah. So I think now, I have a duel. now he's going to yeah. go against the ex-prince. He's basically he's an opportunist. He's he's changed sides now. That's so great. Who is this guy again? He is another brother. Uh, he is a, a like third in line, and he's just a playboy who laughs at everything. And I didn't even look him up. Um, yeah, no, I just didn't follow why he was there. Well, okay, he, he led was... that ambush. Um, he, he's been doing all of the ex-prince's dirty work. Right, in conjunction working with the, the ex-prince. Right, and now he's flipping sides because he can see which side's going to win. And they're brothers, so he doesn't mind killing his brother. That's right. That's oh, his low character. Huh. And there's a dartboard hanging around. Well, it's there's a dartboard. Oh, right. 
<laughs> now look, my favorite actor is trying to kill him on his own, so he's swimming across the moat in his pajamas. Right. This is good swordplay. So you watch all these movies and it's excellent yeah. swordplay, right? But then you watch like fencing on the Olympics. <laughs> it's nothing right. like this. Oh, well, I mean, there's this whole. Oh, his head didn't come off. And there's it a, was a, um, a two pronged fork. Right. Yeah, but usually you throw them at people's necks to, to decapitate their their heads, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, yes. like... That's why I always do it. Good thing. Yeah, I mean, that's what Aquaman would do. He'd throw his trident and, like, knock off a head or two. I guess he had a trident of three, so you would have... You would split the skull. So, Monty Python's Life of Brian, it looked like the film was going to be canceled, so John Cleese... Yeah. What agreed to be the lead role? Oh, uh, does a prisoner is that now? Yes, that's right. He was going to play Peter Sellers' part for a short time. And this movie reeks of like a, a, a star vehicle. Like it always feels like they added the brother element, so he had the opportunity to play two people. Do you think like John Cleese would play two people? Ooh, yes, Tom. John Cleese mm -hmm. would. Mm -hmm. That's all over the novel and the other movies. No, John Cleese would have played the brothers. Would have played two people. That's a Donkey Kong theme after he threw barrels down the hill. Now we have my favorite actor confronting the real yes. king. Good. Come up in. The basketball of deplorable. Right. His pajamas look. Uh... No, no, that's his pajamas. <laughs> Listen, here's what. I tell you, Barney Hill looks good. Yeah. For the first time he's seen, there's it. two of them. Now he's going to kick him in the balls like he did the first encounter. Huh. So this is what a jerk Peter Sellers was during the film, okay? During the scene involving a steam engine and carriages, he refused to stay on the set due to the steam engine being the color of green. So to appease Sellers, the film crew repainted the entire engine the color of blue, and after they were done, they painted it back to its original color so they could return it. For this stupid movie? Yeah. God, what a waste. It's not like they're making Casablanca or Night in Casablanca. They're just, Night in know. Casablanca, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the classic. What? That film. Go it up. That was oh, look, the hot air balloon motif. It kind of looks like the hot air balloon basket. They're bringing with the first scene. They're, they're tying it all together. But they're not. I give up. I give up. Kick. Ha 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 ha. Right. 
It wasn't a basket, was it? It was like a chest. What? I don't even know where they are. Well, no, they're in the castle. This is Zenda. They have these... Yeah, so they have these mezzanines, and to bring things up above the mezzanines, they have these baskets on pulleys that you can bring it up. Like the video game Kuyen, when you're a pig on a basket and you're trying to avoid arrows from the wolves. Just like that. Just like that. Now, as you know, the XX prince changed sides, so he let down the drawbridge so the king's guard could get in. Right. It is After really accurate right brother. now. Good. It's literally a cliffhanger, right? Because he's <laughs> he's on a cliff. On the yeah. Five minutes left. Oh, Carl, please do you mind. I'm We're going to gonna wrap up. Fritz is saving him. Oh no, it's not. No, it's not. It's uh, it's it's Sid again. Oh right, Sydney Furlander. Oh wow, look at that. They look like they're in the same shot. Yeah, oh, that wow. was probably not split side. screen, right? That was probably just well done look alike kind of guy. Well this this stuff when they're pushing, but no, that one they did some kind of movie magic on it, because they were both of them on the screen. Yeah, and here's more like of that. it. So now it has to they got to jump to get away into the moat. What? Oh, right into the moat. And I bet you neither of them was Peter Sellers. Oh, did you hear about that poor castle guard? He got demoted. Demote? Demoted? Very nice, Michael. All right. Now they're saying, see, he's dead. He's dead. I am the king. <laughs> oh, the one's going to pop out and they go, there's a king. That's and then the other right. one's going to pop up. They go, what? Two kings? I am Nostradamus. <laughs> it's the, the surprise. You know, after the contest is played, there's always one more contest. That's what this was. Here we are in London again. And yeah. our king is back at the roulette table, and they're like, oh, Rudolph. And he goes, my name's not Rudolph. I'm Sydney. They've switched. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say, he's probably going to still bet on the same. So he has now, oh, there's my favorite guy. It is yeah, him. The count. He's... But he always gets humiliated. <laughs> what eyebrow immediately arches. Now you don't get to see it. You hate that. Yeah. You saw the guard laugh at it. Now oh. Sydney has become the king and he gets to marry his true love. Aw. Isn't that nice? You were. You are now king and married to the girlfriend. Now drive me home, bitch. Still driver. Yeah, like I'll drive. Don't forget, don't forget your class. <laughs> right? They must be classes bastards. Like you, you can still drive. You're a driver, after all. Yeah, there he is. Look how cute. Yup, he's driving his own carriage. Some king. Upper crust. 
Oh, and then the movie pause. And then we get the, the Saturday Evening Post font. Saturday Evening Post font. Uh, letting us know that well, it's really well, not 1980 they, yet. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, like many films that came out in 1979 and 80. We're not there yet. Wow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we had just watched The Prisoner of Zenda. Uh, the third last movie from Peter Sellers. Carl, what you think of The Prisoner of Zelda? I enjoyed it. It was not his best film at all whatsoever, but I still enjoyed it. Right. I think it's a good kids film, right? And there's a little launch for the parents. and. Uh, uh, I don't know about a kids really film. Was... There was a lot of sex in it. But nothing like... All right. Okay. Yeah. We're good well, characters. Yeah, you're right. It was flirtatious uh, innuendos, yeah. but. Uh... Well, it's that, that comedy timing, that comedy beat where Harpo chases the woman around the room. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's that kind of. You know, he's yeah. Randy and he's, he's smacking on married women, but for the most part, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. It was pretty boring. There was no fiendish plot of Fu Manchu, I guess. Well, if you listen to it with the audio, uh, the guys, Peter Sellers does a great acting job. I love his lisp. I loved him doing Cockney. I loved him as the, uh, and and of course, we have my favorite actor there. This film was enjoyable, I thought. Yeah, it was pretty good. And it's on YouTube, and it's on a lot of channels, to be honest with you. So it's not hard to find, but we right. like the version from Universal Galaxy Pictures, which I have now subscribed to. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed the movie. We are Let's Watch a Full Life Movie on YouTube. We're filmed on location in Austria and approved by number 25540. We're going to be back next Sunday. You can listen to us on Mimi Radio at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, thanks to our great station manager, Bam Penjamin. And uh, next week, Carl. We love them. Do you, um, would you like to pick the movie for next week or do you want to do it in two weeks? Uh, no, I'll do it in two weeks. Cause I really got to pick a clunker for you and you got to watch it like four okay. times, dude. Yeah, I'll watch it. For, I swear to, I will, I promise our audience, I will watch the movie four times and have notes. Uh, but for you, my friend, our next movie is one of the Frankie Avalon and that's one of the cello movies. And Enjoy. it's on YouTube. Although I think it's on that channel that plays too many ads. But we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll iron out the details. Of course, it's not Beach Blanket Babylon. It's not Dr. Goldfoot in the uh, bikini, bikini machine. No, we're going to change course. We're not at the beach. It's Ski Party from 1966. And uh, Carl, can you play? Can you do the trailer for me? Yes. Okay. So audience, you just put in trailer Ski Party. And Mike said 66, but that would mean I was born. I wasn't born. It's Ski Party 1965 trailer from the channel Night of the Trailers. So find that and slide back to 000. Okay, sounds good. I thought you were going to just reenact it, but I'm I'm excited to actually do it. When I reenacted 0 to 60, I had seen the movie, so I could do it. For this one, I, (laughs) you know. Right. Well, you, you're the guy at the improv uh, team who's like, what? A dentist? No, I, I, know, I, I don't know what a dentist does. You know, I'm not really a dentist. I wouldn't know. You have to Where? Wisconsin? I've never been. Yeah. All right. So uh, give us the countdown and, and uh, play us the audio.
Okay, Ski Party 1965 trailer, Night of the Trailers is the channel. In three, two, one, go. Yeah, what do surfers and stunners do? Stunners. When it snows. <laughs> Ski party. It's gonna yeah. Oh, that's Paul. As girls? What? As girls? Oh, and that's not in this one. So it's going to be a musical? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And 60s dancing and old ladies looking hip. Oh, no, they're pretending to be women. Move over, Jack Lemon. Right. Fuck you, Tony Curtis. Dwayne Hickman and Frankie Avalon are cross-dressing ski partiers. Wow, that's a big joke. Let's all go skiing. The tops! Yeah. Today's not as talents. Leslie Gore. Sunshine and lollipops. Wow, James Brown? Nice hair. Look at that. Yeah. Just like one night bored. No, he's sick. A ski instructor, it's a pleasure to learn from. That's a hell of a fire. Yeah, that's one of those weird fire middle of the room fireplaces. Every he, there's a she. Send you soaring. Whoa, ski party. It's a long-ass trailer. Where's James Brown on the skis? Very nice. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, that is what we'll be watching next week, and we hope you can join us. Carl, it's been a pleasure. I agree, and it was a pleasure to watch that film yeah. with you, and thank you for pretending that yeah. you enjoyed it. Oh, I did that for at least the first 48 hour, uh, minutes of this movie, so at least I could do Wonderful. Place. No, it was good. It was, it was great, and I don't have to watch it again. Uh, audience, thank you so much. We would love to see you back next week. Uh, I want to mention you have a, a open mic on Zoom on Tuesdays, but that's like saying you have a podcast. Right, hey, gentlemen, we're done. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you're a comic with a Zoom show and a podcast. What the? Ooh, you're you're life. living a dream. <laughs> <laughs> you are nobody. It's a nightmare. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, let's just let's just watch ski party right now. Let's keep the show. No, yeah, let's we're done. Let's keep going. All right, that's it, it. Let's keep going. Nah. Next time. Let's watch full length on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. Let's watch. This is Carl. Friends. On YouTube, I wrote Michael this song. Spiegelman. My turn-ons are sad. Oh,
San Francisco, California, and it is time to ride the morning train. Mm-hmm. 